Hey everyone, it's Sensei Victoria Whitfield here, your journey partner in business, welcoming you back to episode 51 of the Journeypreneur podcast. This is your source for channel holistic stress management techniques, guidance, inspiration, and motivation to stay on your path to rapid financial ascension as a conscious entrepreneur. So you are in for a treat today. The title of this podcast episode is Don't pretend your grass is greener. And in fact, that title came from our guest today, Chantelle Page Turner. She founded Stronger Mommy, and she creates a group, a safe space for mothers of special needs children to come together, pull resources, and lift each other up on that journey of parenthood. And we are on a roll right now talking about don't pretend your grass is greener. Chantel, take it away. What's what's dropping in for you? <laughs> well, awesome, Victoria. Thank you for having me on. And yeah, we were talking about that. And I was just, I was saying that, you know, I think so often we're, we're looking around at the different people that are out there in our space. And on social media today, obviously, it's a lot more present than it used to be, right? Because we're not all standing around the water cooler telling our favorite stories. We're constantly posting the best versions of our lives up on social media. And so it's easy to look at somebody else and think, oh my God, their grass is so green, right? And, and everybody's familiar with this saying where you think their life is perfect. Things are so nice on, you know, on their side of the fence. And I think because of that, we end up in some ways trying to paint our own grass, if that makes sense. Like, <laughs> you know, we're out there and we're like with a spray paint can pretending our grass was just watered and is growing like crazy. But realistically, we just spray painted it green for the party and that's the picture we're going to post. And so that's kind of what made me <laughs> think of that was like this fake persona that so many people these days feel like they have to put on just to show up on social media. Totally. Why? So why do we get sucked into that, especially as entrepreneurs? Like we're trying to, to put it out there. Well, here's what drops in for me. Like I imagine we're trying to put our best foot forward, foot forward. <laughs> we're trying to, you know, attract clients, attract attention and all this stuff. And there's this thing with social media where you can put filters and you can like, you know, post your video after you edited it and all of this stuff. And then this person over there has the perfect looking brand or this person over there, like their launch is going amazing. And then we get into this thing of the comparison monster of like, okay, I got to keep up or I got to do as good or, you know, what my business card needs to look as cute as hers. And what, why do you think that we get wrapped up in spray painting our glass with a grass because it's super inauthentic to do that like you know you know and i'm turning to our listeners as i'm saying this you know when you spray painted your grass versus when you watered it so chantal what do you why do you think we stoop to that like what's going on there i think so many people think they have to be attractive mm. to attract people right? Like, cause it's the word. So the word is attract. So we're thinking like, okay, if I'm going to attract somebody to me, I have to be attractive. And so to be attractive, I have to not be the person that I am because the person I am is probably not all that attractive physically. Um, you know, uh, the, the, the amount of income I have, the things that I have in my life, I've got to get a green screen to look great on my videos. I've got to put on makeup. I've got to, you know, do all these things, quote unquote, to be 
attractive so I can attract people to me. Mm. And the truth is, you do, right? So if you're attractive, you will attract people to you, but you're attracting the wrong people. Mm. Like, Unless you're going after those people, okay, fine. But I think 99.9% .9 of the time, when we show up as somebody other than ourselves, we are attracting the wrong people and we are becoming a person that isn't authentically us. So it's harder and harder to maintain. We feel this like juxtaposition of the person that we want to be. And then it's like work. It starts to become work to show up because now in order for me to show up as the attractive person I've built up, I now have to every single time make sure that I have the perfect background and the perfect hair and the perfect makeup and all these things. Right. And so it drives us further and further away from consistently showing up and just being our authentic selves. And so instead, um, and what I do with Stronger Mommy, I the, the times that I resonate the most with my tribe, the times when I, I think I have the strongest voice and I am able to connect with them and attract the best people into that tribe is when I show up 100% authentically as me. When I show up as Chantel Turner with a messy background, you guys can't see it right now, but like, literally sitting here recording this podcast, I am, my office shares the loft with my daughter's play space. There's a bunch of stuff like all over the place behind me. And when I show up on a Facebook live or I show up in my group, I show up with all that stuff back there and it's okay. Cause that's who I am. I'm a, I'm a special needs mom. That is my life. And there are days where I put on makeup and there are days where I show up and I haven't showered in two days. <laughs> yep. You know, like stop attracting, stop thinking that you have to be attractive to attract people instead be you be authentically the best version of you not the fake version but the version of you that you dream to be be that person and then you will attract the right people to you 100% you know it's this idea of being attractive it's artificial like we're uh, exposed to so many artificial versions of being attractive such as like the the perfect um, background, right? Or um, especially for women, hair and makeup and outfits and all this stuff. There's this, because of that, artificially creating our attractiveness. Um, I've seen it with quite a few of my clients. We run into perfection paralysis where, okay, um, this, this has painted the paradigm of what uh, what it is to look professional, for example. I'll put a big honking quotation marks around that. By the way, this is what it looks like to be professional. This is what it looks like to be successful, or this is how you have to be um, in order to get like a uh, high ticket sale. You have to have a suit and tie and a penis, <laughs> or for whatever <laughs> reason, you know, or you, you have to put on a three-day event and spend, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to really impress the living crap out of people in order for them to invest at a high level with you versus being super clear on what the problem is of your ideal client and giving them a clear-cut solution to solve that problem, right? I mean, when I um, closed... Um, my first high ticket sale, it was literally in a conversation that we had over the phone. And then he ended up texting me back and saying, let's do it. Because I just laid out how we have a plan of action to come um, to support him in exactly what he needs for the problem that he's, 
that he needs to solve. It wasn't about having the, the perfect portfolio folder that has like the embossed gold ink and sending that to him in the mail and then having my assistant call his assistant and then his assistant call my assistant and back and forth, all of this, uh, you know, or me even getting dressed up. I mean, I think I was sitting in bed, <laughs> chilling at home when I was talking to him uh, about, you know, laying out what, what was the program that he would be signing up for. You can take imperfect action, right? And, but coming from that space of authenticity, as you're saying, Chantel, is worth so much more than just trying to artificially create like this attractive idea, right? A, a, according to the mold that we're fed, you know, the fact that you are who you are, Chantel, the, the moms who need you, they see that you know what you're talking about, right? You, you are living that lifestyle that they understand so deeply. And when they look at you or they look at, you know, your background, see that, you know, there's toys and, and stuff like that, that they're like, oh, that's my girl. I know that when I talk about the stuff that I'm going through, she knows exactly what I'm talking about. Like she can resonate with me. She can talk to me because she knows what's up versus someone who says, oh, let me tell you how to be a stronger mommy and they don't even have kids or their house looks pristine, right? And it's, you lose your authority when you stop being authentic. Well, real is reachable, right? Like we, when we show up as, as that fake better version of ourselves, we're, we're telling people that we are above them and that and a lot of times we end up kind of portraying ourselves to be so above them because we want to seem, I think so many people think, okay, well, for me to get the right kind of clients or, or for clients to want to spend maybe high ticket, right? Let's say $10,000. If a client wants to spend $10,000 with me, I've got to show them that I'm out there making $200 million, right? I've got to like really inflate things so mm -hmm. that they get that value. But the problem is that the, the reason the client wants to spend $10,000 is because they want to make or they want to, they want to achieve something. They want to have some kind of transformation in business or life or whatever, right? That's, that's what's ultimately going to get them to buy from you. And so in order for that to happen, they have to believe on some level that they can actually achieve what it is that you're training them to do, what you're teaching them. And so the higher up, the more you elevate yourself so far above your potential clients, the harder it is for them to believe that that is a real achievable thing for them from where they're at now. So I see so often people are out there and they're like, I'm going to show you how to make seven figures. Well, if you haven't, if, if I haven't made $7, <laughs> I, that I can make seven figures this year, right? Like it sounds nice, but the truth is I don't have the belief in the ability to do that. It's not real. So it's not really relatable to me. And so we have to, at some point, say to ourselves, you know what, um, it's okay. If you've achieved that level of success, I'm not saying bring yourself down by any means. Just also show your flaws, show the work, right? Like it's kind of like in math when you were a kid, your teacher was like, you have to show the work. You didn't just guess the answer. Mm -hmm. Show the work. Because so many times everyone out there, especially again, back on social media, like we only see when somebody hits the, the jackpot. We don't see how many times they pulled that lever that they sat at that, you know, at that table and, and played cards until finally they hit the jackpot, right? It takes time. It takes work. It takes effort. But we only ever see that little tiny piece where all of a sudden it looks like they came out 
of the blue overnight and like, boom, had success. Mm -hmm. Show the work. People want to know that you did the work, you put in the work, that life is hard, that even, even though you've reached a level of success, that some days you have, you know, a bad day, um, be honest. And that is so much more re relatable to your clients. And I think you will attract so many more people to you when you can be relatable and real. Totally. And what also drops in, um, for me around what you're saying, Chantel, uh, like I, I hear someone thinking to themselves like okay so i'm gonna show up with no makeup on and i'm gonna like tell them how, how like difficult it is to be in my business right now i'm gonna talk about how depressed i am and all this stuff there's for some people and i've had this um over the last eight years uh, supporting different entrepreneurs at different stages of their business they they ask me this question over and over and over again of okay well then what do i share like do i just do I really pull back the curtain? I've, I feel uncomfortable and a bit vulnerable. And, you know, I think it was, I think it was at one of the recent uh, two comma club X coaching events uh, that one of our coaches um, through, through that program, you and I are both in that program, Julie Stoyan, she said, share your scars, not your wounds. So, when you're opening up to being more authentic, when, when I am, I'll put it on me, when I'm opening up to being more authentic and sharing parts of my story, like um, the, the day the window fell on me and because I was working so hard that I got careless and instead of asking for help, right, the window, like this, you know, 50, 60 pounds of antique glass fell on me and put me in the hospital. And I, that was a day that it had literally got knocked into me. Ask for help. You cannot do it all on your own. I'm a high achiever, high performance individual. That, that was, I had to be put in the hospital in order to pay attention to something like that. But that's sharing a scar. That's, um, that's the truth of what happened to me. Yeah. I've screwed up big time. Right. Um, and at the same time, that's something that I've digested and I've learned from versus coming on a Facebook Live um, while I'm in the middle of something that I haven't learned what, what is in this for me just yet, and then just putting it out there um, and like kind of spewing it all on people. I've had the kind of strange experience. I'm not going to say who I've been, I've had so many coaches. I've been through so many coaching programs, but I've had the experience of having a coach one time where she would use our sessions to try and work through her stuff. Um, and that's not what you want to do. That gets messy. So, uh, uh, Yes, there's the story of being authentic and, and sharing from the heart and, you know, being real about what's going on. But just to, for those of you, if, you know, maybe someone's listening and they started wondering, well, what, what, what do I share? Julie Stoyan's um, phrase of share your scars and don't share your wounds was really empowering for me this year to hear. Uh, what, what would you say? Is there any advice that you would have, Chantel, like how you inspire um, the moms that you work with, like, around being more authentic, but also, you know, not, <laughs> not feeling like you have to put all of your family's business out there. Like what comes up for you around this, Chantel? A hundred percent. You know, it's, it's really like, what's the journey you've been on? Not what's the journey you're on today. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, 
like, and, and we're all hotter in the moment, right? Like everything is, is bigger when it's happening. It's more exciting. It's more devastating. It's, it's harder. It's more frustrating, all of that. And then when we can kind of look back on something and have that introspective and really go, okay, cool. This is what happened. This is how I reacted. Maybe I shouldn't have reacted that way. And then learn from it, right? We learn from looking back. Hindsight's twenty twenty, And then you share your hindsight, right? That's the piece that you share. So you're like, okay, this happened. So for me, one of the, probably one of the biggest things that has, that I've ever put out there that really resonated with my tribe is I, I, I had a very, very rough like week and I'm, I'm really into self-care, especially as a special needs mom. There's a lot of mom guilt out there. There's it's the kids in general for all the moms or parents, like, man, they find the last tiny thread of like sanity that you have and then snip at it until <laughs> it breaks. Like they're so good at that. And I, I had just, I had reached my limit and my daughter was pushing and she was, she was throwing a tantrum. So she started it, but let's be honest. I threw a parent tantrum back. Okay. Like <laughs> I, I slammed her door. I yelled, I regretted every second of it. But in that moment I could not contain myself. Now I'm, I'm not a hitter. So I was raised in a yelling household. I'm a yeller and I try so hard not to be, but I'm just, I'm a vocal person. I'm Italian. Like I'm a yeller and I exploded. And I, you know, I apologized to her afterwards and I told her that I was wrong and I want her to learn that, that as, as humans, we make mistakes and we have to accept the mistakes that we made and then figure out how to move past them and, you know, and all of that. But I didn't go to my parents in the, like to my group in the moment of having that parent tantrum. I didn't jump online and start ranting about how angry I was at my daughter and how frustrated while I was in the moment. Instead, I had that introspective. I, I had that hindsight. I looked at myself and said, okay, what happened here? Why did I explode? What's going on? And what does that mean for the future? And then I jumped on and, and I also thought about how can I teach, right? And maybe that's just the, the, the coach in me. <laughs> like, how can I teach others through this, from, because of this experience that I had? Kind of like you were talking about your window, right? Like, what's the lesson for everybody else and myself? <laughs> and so, you know, for me, it was, okay, I threw a parent tantrum. I'm going to be honest about that. That's exactly what happened. I shouldn't have but I did. It happened. It's the truth. And then I apologized and I can't go back. Right. So many times as parents, especially like we think, Oh my God, I've, I've like ruined my kid for life now because I yelled at her one time. And truth be told, I'm probably going to yell at her again. I'm not going to want to do it. I'm not going to intend to do it, but something somewhere, I just know this something somewhere along the way, I'm going to probably yell again at my child over something. And all I can do is try and say, okay, that was a mistake I made. How do I make that mistake less often uh, or not at all in the future? And then if I make it again, how do I learn from that mistake? What, what caused me to be here? What pushed me to this place? How do I not make the same mistake again in the future? And how do I help others learn from it? And so just like you said, you know, that's the scar, right? It's the story of how you got the scar and it's the scar that you have. It's not the moment when you're in the middle of being injured when you have that wound. And I, so I love the analogy and I think it's so true. Oh, absolutely. And even as you were speaking, like I, I got the vision back of like the grass being greener and you know what, Chantel, your grass has its own special kind of green because you use your own special kind of fertilizer. And you know, fertilizer is made of all different kinds of crap, the crap that comes up <laughs> in our life. But the, in nature, the point of, you know, animals, let's say, leaving their droppings is that it redistributes minerals um, into the topsoil. So your 
side of the fence, let's say, um, your grass is going to have different kinds of wildflowers, different kinds of colors, all of the things that are unique to you because that's what you received from that experience, right? The wisdom that you were able, as you say, with hindsight being 2020, to glean from that experience, you're going to color your grass naturally as you receive what wisdom you're receiving from your journey versus over on my side of the fence or anybody else's side of the fence. I've got different crap coming up and my grass is going to look authentically and organically different <laughs> because the, the minerals that are coming from the fertilizer that I've got going are entirely different. So I've just, that, like you inspired me to come back to um, this idea of don't pretend your grass is greener, right? By just, you know, spray painting it green. No, there's so many, like to our listeners now, there's so many experiences that you've had that you can own and, and really learn from and speak on but just just as we were saying as long as you're looking at them in hindsight more that you're owning the wisdom of experience the myriad of experience that you've been through because if you learn from it chances are someone else can too and i love it and i think like it, it, as you're saying that i'm thinking and don't go crap in somebody else's yard yeah <laughs> I'm thinking I'm like man this is so true like okay we're not we're not animalistic anymore right we have we have toilets and things like that but like you know crap in your own yard that's okay and that's gonna someday grow into flowers but like you wouldn't just go over to your neighbor's house and like take a crap in their yard <laughs> so, like, you, know, you wait wait for your flowers and then like once your flowers grow you bring the flowers over and then you can talk about how you know how they came to be um but don't go crap in somebody else's yard <laughs> And you know what, for, for those who are listening in, this is super important that we need to take ownership of our own journeys. And if we cannot laugh and have a good time on the way, how the heck are we going to stay on that path, right? You, if you're listening in to this podcast, you are called to serve people. You have a big purpose, life purpose to live out in this lifetime. And your business is just a vehicle for sharing that. So Chantal, I, oh my goddess, this has been amazing. Could you please share how our listeners can like, follow, subscribe, and support Celebrate You? Um, this has been absolutely fabulous. And I can tell that you've got tons and tons more nuggets of wisdom where that came from. So please let us know where we can support and celebrate you. Well, I love it. I have loved being on. I had, I have to say this might be the most fun conversation I've had on a podcast. <laughs> for sure. Um, you know, for those that have a child with special needs, by all means, please come join the Stronger Mommies group. It's a free group on Facebook, Stronger Mommies, plural. Um, and it is just for parents who have a child with special needs. So if you are on that journey, and there's so many people that are on that journey and you feel like you're alone and that nobody else really knows what's going on, come join us. Um, or follow Stronger Mommy in general if you just want to support um, those who have children with special needs. Or if you're just looking for like business help and things like that, and you think that I have some kind of knowledge, I don't know, connect with me on Facebook. Um, Chantel Page Turner, like you're turning the page of a book, but with an I. Um, <laughs> everybody always finds that funny. So it's my middle name, truly. And uh, yeah, come find me on Facebook and connect with me there. Yay, I love it. 
Beautiful, beautiful. I will definitely hit you with a like and a follow and leave a review just to celebrate you because you are freaking awesome. Uh, and thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast, everyone. Um, thank you, by the way, for subscribing and your reviews on iTunes. Like they've been mounting up and it's so fun to get to see um, and read through your reviews. Like I get a kick out of seeing what everyone has to say about the podcast. So thank you for your love and support. Um, if you're curious about getting more support on your journey as a conscious entrepreneur, head on over to naturalintuition.com. Check us out um, so that I could support you and maybe see you at one of our next retreats. For now, I would just like to end with reminding you to please enjoy the journey. Remember, do not lose your glow as you grow in life and business. We're sending you so much love and we'll see you in the next podcast episode. Mwah! Bye for now. <laughs>